0: To me your secrets. show me your nightness. Nice All cats are gray in the dark dear whether or not you dare, Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host April Simmons This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that, due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. And we're back. Part three of our discussion of our dad's mysterious death. I don't even know what else to call it. Like, it's just. It's there, and if you've tuned in to the previous episodes, then you know what we're talking about. The
1: if not, you know, go back and listen to part one and two.
0: Yes, and then it'll. Then you can just be confused with us. Um, yeah. I think this time I want you to talk a little bit about the ordeal of trying to get a death scene cleanup to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> I'm
1: going to go back a little bit though. Cause like we covered day one and day two, which really actually was about a 24 hour period from the time we found out to the time we left his house. Um, like I ended up going back every day for like the whole week um, because I didn't know what else to do with myself. Um, but yeah, the, one of the big things I started doing was cleaning Um, And by cleaning, I don't mean like actually like spick and spans, like spraying stuff and cleaning. I mean like just trying to figure out where anything of importance might be, like paperwork and things. Um, Because it was everywhere. In drawers, floors, couch cushions. Everywhere. Um, So we didn't even know like did he owe money on his house? Does he have insurance? Health insurance anything, like any paperwork we could find, what about his vehicle? Um, So I literally just made it a mission to pull all paperwork from anywhere I found and put it in like two giant boxes smack full of paperwork. Cause that was just really the only thing I could think to do first is like, well, with home insurance, like that was going to be important. It's like, well, do we have to file claims for the water heater breaking in? leaking everywhere and so on and so forth so i started like preliminary cleaning but then the further it went on like we're cleaning and that spot is still there his decomposition is still there his outline is there
0: i got still there the smell
1: is still there we we were opening windows every time we were there and it's just it didn't it didn't matter Uh, i mean it got better but it was still horrible um i don't think i can ever use vapor rub again without that association Um, so I started researching, like, what do you do to clean that up? Because I know just preliminary knowledge, I think there was a movie, what like called sunshine cleaning or something. Yes. Um, that I knew that there was specific cleaning that had to be done in this situation. So I started looking things up. I talked to a company They said, Oh, well, we just have to get a clearance letter from the police saying we can clean it up. So then I was leaving messages for the detective, talking here, talking there, and days were passing. And so I just continued collecting all this paperwork up while waiting to hear back from someone that I could actually get the area cleaned up so that it would be habitable because it's considered biohazard. Um, So I was doing that research, figuring out, like, who could do what? How could I afford it? Because it was going to be like $1,500 um to be able to like get that done. So I, I didn't even have that at that point. Like I had a lot of stuff going on in my life already with a cross country move, our dog had been injured severely. I'd spent lots of money trying to help her. Um just a lot of things had happened and I didn't even have that money um even on one singular credit card to be able to to pay that. So that was a whole thing. Um so in the meantime I was collecting all this paperwork and I was staying with a friend and luckily he volunteered he started helping me sort it so I just bring these giant boxes worth of stuff just t- years worth of paperwork and I'm not even kidding there was stuff in there from like 2015 that had never even been opened so we started piecing together and putting in piles like here's a bank statement here's a mortgage statement here's a mortgage book here's a here's a car paperwork oh here's another truck what truck what truck is this there was like seven different trucks none of them were at his house like no idea and that took us an entire night just to sort the paperwork and just be really confused about his financial state like ultimately there we knew he didn't have any money and we knew that he was really bad about money management, like there there wasn't any. He got his disability stuff. He spent it every month. So on and so forth. Took so out a lot of loans on different tractors and tractor pieces and guns and whatever else. Um so it was kind of a nightmare just paperwork side. So again, PSA, um, have a will, have paperwork, don't leave shit like this for your family. Because while it occupied my mind away from the grieving part um it still sucks, and it still sucks we're at six months later and we still don't know what to do um but anyway so yeah so during all this process we're trying to find something like I finally get a call back from the detective and he's like yeah I don't know what they're talking about we've never had to like give a clearance letter to to get the cleaning done and I'm like what the hell like I've been waiting all this time turns out the guy was sick Which is funny in the end. Um, And because I ended up with the flu the very following week. But so then I I call those people back and they're like, well, um, well, we can't do anything. So then I talk to a friend that works in like home insurance. And so she gives me another people's name and they show up same day. And they're like, no, we don't need any clearance paperwork. We don't know what they're talking about. And so we ended up going like we ended up finding someone and they were able to come out um, and they sprayed and sprayed and sprayed their chemicals and it was not working. So what they ultimately had to do, like I think a week later had to cut the linoleum out uh, entirely. Uh, they weren't able to fully clean that. So not only did it cost me, I think it ended up being 800 for those people. Thank goodness. Um, and they ended up, Cutting that out, so now we got to figure out eventually to replace the floor, but that's
0: <laughs> eventually. Um, I don't know if you noted that, but that's just for the, the one spot where the, the one spot where the body was, and none of the other stuff. We yeah. spent that week mostly her, but I did help some when I could um, help with that cleanup.
1: Yeah, um, I think right. ultimately, trash wise, we I easily left it with about 20 full black garbage bags full of just trash yeah, sitting in a room because like I didn't know where to put it and I just told Uncle Steve like you're gonna have to come back and get this trash sometime um and, and and it's still nowhere near done like I swept some floors some rooms are okay and I just started sorting stuff because again I'm a little bit manic I didn't know what else to do and I didn't know what to do with my time there and so yeah. I just cleaned like i have like this box is full of random technology pieces and this box is all medication and this pile is clothes and here's a pile of shoes like i started sorting things because again what else am i going to do um
0: And i wanted to state i was there still there most days but i took off thanksgiving to go to some family stuff but then I had an ulcer. I already had the ulcer, but this just kind of made things, the stress of this whole situation made it worse. But I ended up like deathly ill Thanksgiving because I ate dressing and stuff with this ulcer in my stomach. And I was just, I literally couldn't even sleep that night. I was in pain, like really bad. Um, So that's what was going on with me and why I was not there every single day, but I was there most days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Thanksgiving day, I don't think you ended up coming out at all. And I was originally like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll take the day off. Cause everybody's like, take the day off. Don't go. It's Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I don't have any fucking plans. Like, I don't have any, you know, like I, I think you invited me to James's family thing, but I'm like, I don't you know. You didn't end people.
0: up even going to that. Yeah. And I wasn't going was to my sick. mom's Yeah, uh, cause, cause I wasn't letting
1: her use our dad's death as a way to get back into my life. Um, but so, I did
0: go. To, I did go to my mom's. But then I got sick and had to bail on my husband's family thing. So yeah, it, it was a ter- Like probably the worst Thanksgiving I've ever had because I did not enjoy any enjoy any moment of that day.
1: Yeah, and that's really one of our favorite like holidays because it's just food and hanging out with family. Like there's no other things. There's no gifts. There's nothing else you got to do. Just no, no pressure.
0: Food. Just eating.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so. I just was like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? So I was like, I'm going to go out there anyway by myself. So I hadn't been out there by myself yet. And then uh, my friend that I was staying with, um, he didn't have any plans either. Uh, Cause his family was doing Thanksgiving the next day that he was forcing me to go to. So he's like, I'll come with you. I was just like, okay, well, like I can set you up outside, like to help, like sort through some stuff. Uh, I didn't want to make him go inside. Um, isn't I went, isn't
0: that the day you found the debit card?
1: Yeah. So well he's the one that found it. So he was just outside most of the time. Um cause like I said I was trying to spare him and I even went inside and I got some black garbage bags and I covered the whole spot because I just didn't even want a chance like if he had to go to the bathroom or something nobody needs to see that. Um so he was just opening mail. He like checked the actual mailbox and there was weeks and weeks worth of shit in there. Um, and then we were, we were standing outside and he's, he was like, who's, who's debit card is this? So like on the wheelchair ramp and coming up to the front door was a debit card with some random woman's name on it. So then we're like, what is this? A piece of the puzzle. Um, so we ended up like Facebook looking her up, trying to figure out had a name that was so like generic that it pulled up like six options, but we're pretty sure we figured out which one it was. And so then we like, decided to take my dad's computer home because I'm like, "I'm going to see the last time he logged in, or if there's anything on here that we could figure out, like people that had messaged him or anything like that. So um, yeah, so the debit card, um, the woman's debit card, was also that person was logged in in their email in my dad's computer. But the the last thing was well dating the last time we think he was seen. It was early. I, I forget when she had been in the email, but I don't think dad had logged in since early October. So it didn't really lend to a lot of like evidence or anything. But it did connect that that person with the debit card had also been a dad's enough to log in her email on his computer. so that was really fishy and when we talked to our uncle that ended up being the woman the dubious woman the last one that had had the kid and was pretending like she loved him and then took money from it
0: and that started a whole suspicion thing for me because i thought that she either they were in the middle of a break-in and he caught them and something happened whether it be natural or not um Maybe he fell down. Maybe he had a heart attack, whatever. And then she left real fast and left the door open and left and dropped the card on accident or something like that. That's what I was thinking at that point. Yeah. Well, um, one of the
1: things that really bugged me about that, too, is like, why nobody else noticed that debit card on the ramp? Could it have guess, been dropped after
0: the fact? Yeah. Like I don't know. After we had all been there. I don't know. I guess that's well, she also showed
1: crime. up at some point while we were like, Oh crap.
0: There. Crime scene. Um yeah. I mean, That could just be really unfortunate for this lady to like, I'm gonna go see him and be like, Oh shit So <laughs> not I'm not I'm not assigning any kind of blame to her. I don't know the whole story with that. In fact, I mean honestly my dad could be making that story up. We don't even yeah. know because he was just a very delusional person. As a part of his mental illness, he was very delusional. And like we were saying, he also accused some of the nurses that were taking care of him of stealing. And we don't know if that's true or not. It could just be him being paranoid. Um, We really don't know. But um, So I'm not throwing any kind of accusation at this person. But it definitely, she was up there on our list of suspicious people because automatically I mean, you know, yeah, it just made sense. Um But I came back and helped the next day. Oh wait, I guess I should let you. St- are you finished with that day? <laughs> Was there anything? I think else so.
1: I think that might have been the night we actually went through all that paperwork. I think I think he helped me bring it back, and we spent Thanksgiving night sorting paperwork in his floor, <laughs> mountains and mountains of paperwork,
0: just and being believe- really
1: confused and kind of laughing at some points. We were like, "What." Like, a loan that had, like, a 36% interest rate. I'm like, these people are thieves taking these old vets' monies and just giving them the worst freaking interest rates. And then that some of the older loans had, like, insurance policies built in because of his age. But, of course, the current ones, the ones that he died with, didn't have those insurance policies to cover his purchases. And I'm like, what's the fucking look? You know, like, that... He just owes so much money to so many different things that, like, there's nothing we can do, you know.
0: Um, And when I came back that Friday after Thanksgiving to help, we just were straight up cleaning at that point, trying to just at least get it halfway decent because we didn't know what else to do. We knew at that point we were told that it was going to be at least weeks before the autopsy came back. Um, we couldn't really make plans. We didn't have a death certificate to do any kind of planning with um like so we really had nothing else to do at that point. So we just started sorting stuff in his house into boxes um and cleaning up the garbage and i i even I tried to run the dishwasher, but we had the water turned off, and then it didn't work when we turned the water back on because of the hot like, water heater yeah um so. <laughs> Like, I, we just tried to get it decent enough to where it wasn't totally disgusting. We weren't necessarily trying to make it perfect or by any means, but we were trying to get it decent. Yeah. Um,
1: well, too, so that anybody of the family that did want anything that he had would be able to come in there and look through what was there or, or have it sorted to donate some things. He had a ton of nice clothes, some stuff never even worn tons of medical equipment, like sleep apnea machines and things like that, that people could use. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure to have things as ready as it could because we were in that state of limbo of like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. What's going to happen?
0: And, um, I, the, I think the, the thing, the defining thing for that day for me was I had been looking for, um, He had a couple of copies of my book that I wrote, um, and I found one, but it was not the signed copy, and I was like, I could not find the signed copy, so I just told everybody to keep an eye out for it, because I would like to have that back. I had signed it to him, because he actually did, it was at a point when we were were actually talking, and he had given me money towards me self-publishing it. And so I had written him a a special message and there was a dedication to him and everything in the book. So I really wanted that copy of that book back. And then I was it uncle Steve that found it. I can't remember. I
1: think so. Um,
0: He had put it in a Ziploc bag in like a top cabinet in his kitchen for safekeeping. And that the fact that he had protected it that way, um, that showed that it meant something to him. And, yeah, I just, I basically went out on the porch and smoked and cried some more. Um, I think I had, like, back-to-back, like, three cigarettes out there, just cried. Because yeah. I was just, like, this proves that he did love me, even if he couldn't show it. You know? And it, it's, yeah. It yeah, was hard. Cause
1: I can't, like, we can't stress enough how messed up the house was. It Like, broken fishing stuff. Things that, like, his hobbies that were important to him. But out of all the things, the book was the only thing that he actually took care of.
0: Yeah. But it's like, we did find proof that he cared for all of us. It's just his mental illness prevented us from being close to him and And it's really sad, but it that's just that's the reality of it is that we just couldn't be close to him yeah. um I'm trying to think what else do we wanna add because I don't wanna wrap things up. we're gonna save that for the last episode. uh, we had to wait months to find out the coroner's report and everything, and then we're gonna to... the memorial is coming up on mother's day um and so after that we're going to record the final episode and discuss the memorial and a, and what the coroner found etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah i mean i think the main things that
1: kind of happened over that next week for me because i i ended up being in town a whole other week for another death and and, and i had to go
0: back to work so yeah
1: well and i was working i just was working with the flu kind of in and out of consciousness. I didn't go back for quite a few days, but I had to, you know, work on the paperwork. We were trying to find, you know, we had to wait for his body to be released from the preliminary work in, in the crime lab so that he could be cremated. So then there was the the fight of like, how do we pay for that? And where can it be done and getting quotes for that? And luckily we were able to find someone that was close to the crime lab that was willing to cremate him and let us let our uncle pick him up. So that was at least done before I left the state again. Um, But that was just, the body was released. We still didn't have any autopsy findings or death certificate or anything else before I left. And it was December by the time I got home. Um, I think the day I left ended up being the day I was originally supposed to come to town to visit. Um, so it, it, it was just kind of chaotic and crazy, just trying to put the pieces together of paperwork of what he did or didn't own what, you know, what could be done. Could, could we file home insurance claims for the floor being replaced or the hot water heater? What we could, the legality behind things when, when someone passes without a will is, absolutely like i I don't know it just it's too much we're still dealing with it today to to even get an estate started to figure out who all he owes and oh that's another thing we forgot
0: that's another thing we forgot to mention is that right off the bat our uncle said that dad was very adamant before he did pass that if anything were to ever happen to him, he wanted everything to go to Nancy. Yep. Um, So we were determined that if anything was left money wise or the property that it, that we would respect his wishes on that. Technically we are the next of kin. So we have, con- have say on that, but we respect his wishes. And if there is, is any money or land or whatever, then we will leave that to Nancy because that's what his wishes were.
1: Yeah. And of course that's hit Nancy pretty hard. She, uh, we, uh, she just, she ended up coming with me and luckily didn't, I, I kept the, the garbage bags over the scene. She actually did want to come in the house cause she wanted to see her toys. And she took a couple of things with her, um, that she remembered. But, yeah, she was she just feels guilty because she doesn't she barely remembers him at this point because I think she was probably ten or so, which is old enough to remember and she just remembers
0: bits and pieces bits and, and probably pieces. a lot of fear,
1: yeah,
0: um I was gonna this little side story that really doesn't have anything to do with anything but um, our uncle had talked to some of the neighbors, and there was a neighborhood dog that apparently had befriended our dad and uh it's like a german shepherd or german shepherd mix it looks just like a german shepherd um and it had been apparently trying to tell them it had been going back and forth to his house trying to get them to follow so he was friends with dad and he was trying to tell them to come help I'll check on him yeah, yeah. um but he was
1: whining a lot and trying to get people to go
0: and i just thought that was wow that's crazy animals know man yeah but i think we're going to go unless you do you have anything else to add for this one
1: i uh, i don't think so i mean really just the still trying to understand what happened really was just uh well actually th- that's a whole story in itself you know the the friend i was staying with um his father is like a retired policeman So I was showing him photographs and explaining everything to him and, you know, he did say, like, you know, no, that that scene doesn't look particularly violent to him as far as, like, the amount of blood around his body. I also had another friend and business partner who is, like, an EMT take a look at it because he's obviously been one of the people on the scene that has found people that have died in their sleep and things like that. And I have
0: a friend that's a former nurse and actually worked for the LA County coroner's office, um, who told me that's just a normal amount of blood for decomp, uh, in a situation like that where it had been so long.
1: And I totally forgot about this part. I think during that, that one of the last big cleaning days, that Friday, um, when I had been putting the chair pieces back together, I went to move the table a little bit and I noticed there was hair and skin on one of the table legs. Um, and so I took a picture of that and was and I think I talked when I talked to the family and they said, well, they did have to lift the table and move it over him. So it's a good chance it could have brushed his decomposing skin and pulled some of it with them but then also some people were like well what if the table leg is the murder weapon and that skin and hair was there when someone smashed a table into his head like i don't know but just again so many little things like that that just sprinkled into that whole week where like one day i'm like no it was definitely natural causes the next day i'm like no it was murder um like and i i still i mean i'm a little bit more on the airing towards it was natural causes especially with how many issues he had but again like a lot of times when you see someone has died alone and isn't found for weeks they're generally in their bed they're generally yeah. like in their favorite chair they're not in this state of disarray um and naked and with the door open and things like that it just doesn't
0: compute yeah i lean towards or i have leaned towards that it's some combination of uh, of things that happened and i still i still believe that but we'll go over the final reality of everything uh when we do episode 4 i don't have a specific date on that like i said the memorial is in, on mother's day and then we will record the final episode after that So, anyway, stay tuned for the sad reality of this situation.